Welcome to episode 107 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Crazy busy weekend of racing to round up this week with news from another super fast British women's marathon time over in the States. There's the Amsterdam Marathon to talk about alongside the Great South Run, Peterborough Half, Manchester Half, Bath Half and probably a load more. But before all of that, in a week where 50 Cent followed in the footsteps of Ryan Reynolds and invested in a Welsh football team, called AFC Rumney's under-14 girls team. Let me welcome to the show a man who should probably avoid getting involved in any youth sport after seeing the shorts he was pictured up, uh, lining up in on Sunday. What was going on with those, Josh? Do you know what they were? I don't. So basically, I, I didn't have any shorts that went with my outfit, so I went for the, the comfiest option. And Jake happened to have a spare pair of NN shorts. Um, and the 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 Nike sponsored kit doesn't have lining in, and it's so much comfier. So I wore them. What were they in, like extra extra small or something? They were only small, and I actually have some. Bl- the black ones I've worn before are extra small. Wow. So I don't I, I don't know why why you're complaining. They they were uh, they were roomy. I mean, it's not just me complaining. I've seen um. I've had a, a few messages across my my inbox about them. To be fair, my mum did message me saying, I don't think you should wear these. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Um, anyway, let's welcome our co-host this evening, who looked a bit like Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool over the last couple of miles of his half in Peterborough, looking near death on many occasions. How's the legs now, Shano? Well, much like Deadpool, I wish I could grow some new ones. <laughs> They're not. They're not feeling great. You don't. You don't sound one hundred percent either. Have you got the? the no, I, I think I've just got a. Uh, no, I'm all right. I'm fine. All right. I was just eating biscuits, so uh, fair enough. Clogged, clogged me up. We can't do a podcast without Shane eating something. <laughs> Snack anyway, time. As you two boys both raced last week, um, why don't you kick us off, Josh, with your week leading into? The Great South Run. Sure. Mm. So, Monday morning, uh, I didn't run. Monday evening, however, I did. Um, so, I jumped in with some of the, the lads from Cardiff Met. Uh, they were doing a progression run. I had a recovery, so I kind of did the first few. Um, and then as they sort of got a little bit quicker, I kind of sort of went my own way. So, did eight miles, six twenty-sixes. Then Tuesday, um, back on the sort of the same format as the week before, really. Uh, so a 40 minute progression run with three mile warm up, three mile warm down. Um, this week I did 534s to, for the first 10 minutes. Oh, this is in 10 minute blocks as well. So all of it's 10 minute blocks. So 534s, then 526s, 523s, 511s. So I did want to, I, I did run a little bit quick on that last one, and that was purely the last mile. Um, I just I was a little bit conscious that with the Great South coming up, I hadn't done anything that with any real intensity. So I just sort of wanted to see how my legs felt. Um and yeah, I felt felt pretty good once I got going actually. Um so it ends up nearly thirteen and a half miles. Those so, um, what, 
What was that mile, Josh? Um, I I don't know because I don't have auto lap on. Oh, you just you just wound it up. So that last yeah one, yeah you I, it was five eleven, but you started slower and finished quicker. Yeah, exactly. I, I was probably five minute mile in maybe the last, probably not last mile, probably last half a mile. I would say. Cool. I will. Do you know what? I will. I will just go into the Strava ten minutes. Um, there you go, John. At about how much is this? About a three quarters of the way into it, he's dropped down to below fives for a bit for most of it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So what's that like from fifty? The last three minutes, I'd say, or last two or three minutes, he's probably closer to four fifty-five pace. Yeah, and that's probably how it felt to be honest. So, just to give you a bit of confidence ahead of Sunday. Not, co- not even confidence. More just I wanted to move my legs a little bit, um, because I like I, well, I think about I'll, I'll come to this on Sunday, but about four weeks ago I would have probably said I wanted to run to sub fifty, but I, I think last week I said I'm a little bit aware that I haven't done much speed stuff because we're kind of doing sort of very much marathon build stuff now. Um, so yeah, just to get my legs moving a little bit, I didn't want to feel sluggish. You t- so yeah, you told me you told me five minute mile was marathon pace. So it's not really speed, is it? <laughs> it um, certainly does feel like that at the minute. On on these progressions, there's the step change is pretty small. So like you know, it's, yeah, it's quite hard sometimes. Um, any any science behind how you should do progression runs, Shane? I've never known. I've always sort of done bigger step changes so i'll probably go on one like this i know like sixes 540s 520 i i I do i remember um i think i think steve magnus i'd follow a lot of his stuff and he was calling them basically like uh like pseudo runs or pseudo sessions basically saying there's there's no scientific no physiological sort of benefit to them beyond like doing a, a run um as in like if josh has just averaged 40 minutes at such and such so i i quite like sometimes setting my clients progression runs because i, I quite the good filler sessions um and it can feel quite good to sort of wind up the pace like that um mm-hmm. but, still, but what about like the step the, the difference between the stages big or no. small no idea. I, I, I personally, if if I was doing it myself and I was looking for some sort of adaptation, I'd think the step changes need to be bigger. Um, or sometimes it's where you put the progression. So like we we've done a, a run quite a few times, um, called the cut down, where you just start winding it down, but your last four miles is like quite hard. Um, but that'll be like mile. I don't know. If you're marathon training, that might be like mile 18 to 22 or mile 16 to 20. Yeah. Don't remind Aaron. That was, I think, probably the last last <laughs> time uh, we were we were running together. I think we did something like that. Yeah, I think though there's space for both of them because like Josh's one, he's done 40 minutes at 5:20. So, or whatever. So just for, just for context, these will probably get quicker, and Rob set two different types so this is he would call like a medium paced one um and then we do like a bit of a faster one as i get a little bit fitter the last couple of miles of those will probably be down to the sort of threshold um and it's interesting because 
I warmed down with Callum on Sunday and he he really likes these because we're sort of talking about a couple of runs um or sort of training. And yeah, you can you can get really rolling if you're feeling good at the end of these. I, yeah, I think like, kind of like, good yeah, like, for your buck. This is also kind of why I asked you about the, the confidence thing as well. I think I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think there's too much of a training benefit to doing them, um, like when you're in shape, more than actually I don't I don't really need to run easy. I don't want another recovery day. This isn't my main session and I want to feel good doing it. Um, I think really good for that. But again, it, it like yeah, Josh has just done 40 minutes at yeah, 520 odd pace. That's a real good fitness builder for where you're at. Um, so I think it's less on the oh, progression runs do this, more the fact that progression runs are so vast, really, aren't they? They're like what you do. But I think I just think they're quite good for well, Josh said getting rolling on and just feeling good. But as, and, and get, as you gradually increase the pace, the effort doesn't feel too different because you're just getting warmed up effectively. But that's how I find them. You did say you'd get to threshold on these, which yeah. I agree is about where you get to. I know people who get down to almost 5k pace at the end of these. And then when I say, oh, you've got a progression run, they're like, oh, they're so hard. I'm like, I don't want them to be hard. It's not a hard run. <laughs> don't go faster than threshold at half marathon and they'll be absolutely fine. So, anyway. but, but I guess the key is I wouldn't wear carbon shoes for that. There's no fucking way I could get down to 5k pace in like, I think I will peg turbos that day. Um, I probably couldn't get down to a 10 minute or like a mile at 5k pace. You, so I would say yeah, that. You, you probably couldn't. I bet I think sometimes it's perception. I remember. For sure. Still, yeah, for sure. I still remember back to obviously we used to do all our tempos in like streaks or whatever back in the day, flats. I remember I forgot that. Well, when we're in the in the states, we all had the same shoes, and I picked up somebody's right shoe, which was like size eleven. So I had to do a bigger than mile, him. I had to do a ten mile tempo in structures. I'm talking structures fifteen years ago. They would have weighed, and I think I still average five or fives. So you can. Yeah, I think that's... it's just in your head, isn't it? A bit. <laughs> you know, like, I can't do it in these, but you probably could. But anyway, let's move on to yeah. the weeks. So that went yeah. far too um, long. <laughs> Wednesday morning, went out early. So ran with uh, James Micklejohn, one of the Cardiff uh, Cardiff Uni lads. So this ended up, I thought halfway through, I said to him, I was like, this could be the accolade for him of my slowest run of the year. We we did turn around and started running a little bit quicker. Um, and actually, we caught, we caught a couple of guys from Cardiff Met and he he ended up running with them for the last mile because I think it was a little bit, uh, a little bit fast for him. But, um, I did see Dan Hamilton, and as I said to him, it's hammer time. Is uh, that it's kind of a bit of a private joke with Josh Griffiths and I, so you, you probably won't get it, but um, it was what? good to see him before his race. But his name's Hamilton, and they say hammer time to Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah, fine, you got it well done. It's not really that <laughs> private, is it? No, but I just couldn't bother to explain it, but you've got it oh, well done. Okay. Um, so that was eight miles, 645s. Then I went to London uh, Wednesday. So Thursday uh, evening, I was at Battersea Park. Um, 
and I did 30 minutes. So it was a little bit less than what I have been doing and will be doing, but just because of the race, 30 minutes at 5.23s um, and uh, with three mile warm up, three mile warm down. And I jogged home with Ross Braden. Um, I think you commented on this. So was that 5.23s all at one kind of pace? Um I actually started a little bit slower. I felt horrendous. What I found is no matter what the session is, if I go to the office in the day or just being out of the house or sort of not just basically sitting at a desk all day, um, I feel shit. So the last few times I've been to Battersea, luckily this wasn't hard enough to to feel like, oh, I feel really terrible. But my first mile, I'm just looking now, was 5.31. And it yeah, it was like, okay, I need to get going. But um I, I felt better once I got into it. Um but yeah, I didn't I didn't feel fantastic starting to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I I commented just saying Oh, he's taking the piss out of Ross. Yeah. That's fact, absolutely fine. He's not on Strava, sort himself out. Yeah. Um then Friday, this was a classic Josh run. So I could have run in the morning, I didn't. Could have run at lunchtime. I didn't. I waited to seven o'clock at night in the and it, it wasn't raining all day. It started raining about ten past seven. And I'm not talking a little bit of rain. It was absolutely hammering it down. I ran round Hubbardstead Heath around the outskirts because it was too dark to run inside. It was horrendous. It was the first mm, two miles, I would say, maybe mile and a half. The I mean the hill was just it was savage. It was so continuously steep uh, I'm just looking now from about if you look at the gradient from like just in, inside one mile to a mile oh it wasn't as long as I thought it felt longer um, but it was pretty steep 5% by the looks of it um, I did 6 miles it wasn't fun it wasn't pretty I got it done I also ran around my uncle's ran past my uncle's front door and he commented saying you didn't even run. Uh, you didn't even call in, which I didn't because I couldn't be bothered. Um, so that was six miles. Average pace was six forty threes, um, and I felt horrendous. So day after Saturday, just a little jog, um, just before the race, um, and I've lost the day. Bear with me. Twenty-five Friday, twenty-five strides. Uh, that be Saturday. So yeah, Saturday. So went out in the morning. I didn't set an alarm, so I went out at 10 nice and leisurely. And I wanted to try and not run up on any hills at uh, Hampstead Heath. So I kind of did like a few paths, which were a little bit out and back. Um, and again, I didn't feel fantastic. So I was going to do four miles. And I thought, fuck it, I'm here where I wanted to do strides. It was 25 minutes, so I just stopped. Um, and just did four by 15 seconds. I felt really, really bad again on the jog. But actually, once I did some strides, I felt okay. So I think it is just... It's just not a pleasant place to run easy. So, round those little ponds. So, you've gone out and back past the track, then you've gone down for the ponds. That's about yeah. where I talked Shane Robinson out of a 10,000 meter one time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, it, it would be a nice route if you weren't like trying to feel good, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, if, if you did a session around there, it would be brilliant. Like, if you, if you could nail where you wanted to do it and like a really hard effort. But that's exactly what I didn't want. Um, I I felt the same. Whenever I've warmed up for cross country there, whenever yeah. I've 
ran during the night of 10,000s or whatever, I just always find it quite difficult running around that park. Yeah. And I also had my phone in my hand because I wanted to stop and get a coffee. So I it was a bit of a pain in the ass to stride with them. So I actually just left up uh, left my phone on the floor, like <laughs> in the grass. <laughs> uh, it's a bit probably too much too trusting. Anyway, I got the train in the evening um, to Portsmouth. Portsmouth, I've never been to. I would only ever go for the Great South, nothing else. It was a very interesting place. Um, so warming up. Um, we went as we started as a group. So the first mile um, well, was kind of quite slow. It was quite cold, um, ran 720. Um, and then I kind of wanted to run a little bit quicker than that. So um, I sort of just went on my own and ran uh, 607 and then sort of was at 557 for the last one. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to make sure I was warmed up because I find if I just jog, I just feel terrible once I get going. So that was that was good. Um, did some drills, did some strides. Legs felt fine, actually. Um, and I wanted to make sure as well, just to make sure I wasn't sort of talking myself into sort of, this sounds ridiculous, but at London, being cold and wet and not wearing half tights, I was like, I don't want that to be a reason in my head. I'm thinking, oh, if my legs feel bad, it's because I'm not wearing half tights. And that's a, literally the reason I wore them um, to get yeah, just to keep my legs warm and make sure I felt one. And yeah, not a problem at all. So that was, that was quite good. It's weird how you get those random things in your head. That oh, I know. Certain things are the reason why you run well or badly. And it's it probably that. makes fuck all difference. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Um, going into the race, I kind of thought. Oh, I kind of hoped there'd be a, like a front group and then a group behind and I could try and sit in that group behind. That's exactly what did happen, but I couldn't sit in it. It was too fast. So right, it started uh, started off and the front group really actually went out really, really hard for the first like 400 metres. And then it was almost like someone had just put a parachute on their back um, and it kind of just sort of, sort of slowed. The first, the first like from the start where the way we're running was into the wind and basically omar ahmed went out sort of at classic omar ahmed and we were single file behind him um the group then kind of splits um and there was a big group at the front probably 10 people and then there was a little group behind and there was sort of james hennigan was just off the back of that group and i was umming and ahhing whether to try and hang on to it but there was like it was probably two to three second gap and i just thought so I went through a mile in 450 and I thought this is just a bit too quick for me. I'm, I'm actually happy sitting here. And I knew there was two, two or three people not too far behind. So we kind of, we jumped in a group as about four, three or four of us. Um, and that second mile was a little bit twisty. It was, it was a bit slower, but I thought this is fine. I like, I don't really care what time I run. I just want a good solid effort and see actually more where I am than anything else. Um, and then, yeah, we, we sort of carry, carried on in that group, really. Um, went through 5K and I think about 15, 1535, uh, 1533, something like, around there. You're, so I thought, so, OK. So interestingly, the splits on the tracker, I think, were a little off. Because when I saw, so your splits on the tracker, just from memory, were 1520. Yeah, then that's a, wrong. Then a 1540 something, then a 16 something. 
Whereas your splits on Strava, which are pretty consistent, ten mile are, are much more consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So from, I mean, I I was looking more at the mile markers. Um, yeah. I did look at the five, ten, five and ten. I don't remember fifteen, but I basically went through five k in about fifteen, fifth thirty five, and then ten k in about thirty one. 3105 actually as well because i remember thinking yeah if i can keep running 1530s i'll i'll run 50 minutes pretty much um i got dropped from that group we were running in at six miles so we we kind of took it in turns who felt good at the time and there was just a bit of a headwind and like there was the smallest gap and as soon as the gap opened i just got dropped and it was really annoying um but i was running hard to stay to sort of stay on the back of that and we went through five miles in 25.02, I think. It was within a second or two, a couple of seconds. Um, I slowed. So my seventh and eighth mile, I ran 5.08, 5.09. That eighth mile, we turned into the wind. So the, the wind was actually in, going inland. Um, or, well, if you run inland, it was against you, whatever way that is. Is it north, northerly? Is that right? uh, there would have been, that would have been north. Yeah. So basically, I was running towards towards the North Pole, and the wind was coming towards m- my face. You were not running towards the North Pole. You were running pretty much dead east. No, it was when you turned left. It was only when you turned left. <laughs> when you turned left, you just said, okay. But I have no idea where you talk about anywhere, um, anywhere along that stretch, you're not running north. Yeah, yeah. Not where I'm running across. When I turn and I'm running directly upwards okay. on the map. There's a small, tiny bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It was really small. But it was really, it was slightly uphill and really headwind. And I thought, fuck me, I'm going to run 52 minutes here for a very split second. And then when I went through, when I went, to be honest, when I went through five miles, I thought, I think I'll be all right here. Like, I can generally hold it together. Um, it, it was only that moment I thought I was a bit panicky. Um, but once I got through that, I thought, oh, okay, I can. I was looking at the average pace because I didn't have the laps on. And I thought, I, I don't generally fall to pieces. Um, so soon, as long as, I, as long as I turn this corner and it's not a headwind on the last two miles, it'd probably be all right. And that's exactly what happened. So the last two miles around 502, 501. Um, and yeah, around 50 minutes, 27 seconds. And came 20th. So that was the race. I think the so tough, yeah, pretty the tough, that. The tough part about that race, as you said, is mile seven where you, you do climb a little. And if yeah, you're well, and I got dropped. Yeah. Like that that was the big difference because those two miles were pretty much the difference between the guys. Well, they ran like three or four seconds faster than me, but the guy, the the next guy in front of me ran forty nine fifty nine. And it was him. And to be fair, the guy that with him, I think, broke 49.50. So they actually ran negative, um, and I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I was pretty pleased with that. I mean, I spoke to Rob, and he sort of said, definitely room for improvement, but it's a step in the right direction. So I think that's a that's a really good way of summing it up. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah. As you said last week, like 50.30 would have been a good result. So just inside that, happy days, move on. Yeah, exactly. So the key is, I so that I ran faster than what I ran at the relays the other day. So I I've, I've penciled in potentially doing the half in Paris in five weeks. Can I break sixty five minutes? I don't see why. Sorry, tough ask. 
I mean, it's a tough ask, but I, I that's, wouldn't. That's four fifty five. Four fifty eight. No, nah, four fifty five is my PB. Is twenty uh, sixty four twenty five. Uh, sixty. Yeah, sixty four twenty five. Okay. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's tough, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Why? Why Paris? Uh, because they'll pay my accommodation and my travel. But didn't you say last night wasn't the best of courses? No, I, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's great. Okay, fair. There you go. Um, what? How much mileage for the week in the end? Uh, sixty-six point three. So smaller week, but obviously racing. So I'm back up. Actually, this week's probably the biggest since. Well, it definitely will be the biggest since London. Uh, how many weeks to Seville? Uh, I th- it depends if you look on Sam Harrison's Instagram or mine. I saw that, and I thought <laughs> she can't be doing Seville then. If what she's <laughs> I think it's I think it's eighteen on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Shane, you're also in. Also, if you need a, an easy way of doing that, Josh, just type how many weeks to the date you want in Google, and it tells you in weeks. Uh, I always look on training peaks. Or just type it in. Yeah, training peaks does it for you as well. Anyway, um, Shane, talk us through your week going into Peterborough. Uh, so my week going into Peterborough started on Monday. Um, I did... Well, yeah, I had a, had a, um, a 10-mile recovery down after my hungover long run, and I still wasn't feeling too great. I... Managed 9.12 miles with a couple of walks because I needed a uh, a shit. So I went 4-1 in a field. And, um, yeah, that was basically me getting home. But it was a bit it was a bit tricky, this one, because I was also pushing it fine. I had to take the dog to the vets. And I was like, I can't actually stop and walk for too long. Otherwise, I'm going to miss that. Um, luckily, I didn't. Uh Tuesday went up the track for a session. Um, but I mean, I kind of put in Great Eastern. Uh, I, I think I entered like a week or two weeks before it or something. I think it was within a week before it. So it wasn't really, I wasn't like, oh, okay, I need to ease down for a half marathon. I'm going to run a PB or anything. I was just kind of like, do you know what? It's similar to Josh, the entry, easy to get to. I've done it in the past. Um, last year it was short, so I was kind of hoping I could get a, a fast time on a short course, but fortunately not this time. Um, so I didn't really want to ease off too much my sessions, but I also didn't want to go into the race too tired. So we did four, we planned four 400s, two by two mile and four times 400. So I did the first set of 400s in, um, the idea was sort of, maybe 73s to 70s first one 76 in true fashion uh 71 71 69 then we did the we jumped on the cycle track for the two mile reps and so we just did four small laps so it was it would have been further than two miles um so the first one we did 10 24 on which was reasonably uh even paced i think we worked it out that that's probably around about five minute mile in, maybe just under. Um, it was quite busy on there. That at the start felt quite comfortable, and then when it was my lap, second lap, I kind of went a bit too quick. We we're going past a lot of people, 
Um, I probably got a bit too carried away, which meant by the third lap, I don't know about Tom and Ronnie, but I was bollocks. I was so it was so hard. <laughs> um, so, and obviously at the time, I mean, I'm speaking retrospectively. We only we were only sort of guessing what we were winning at the time because we, we didn't know for sure. Um, so the second one, I was like, I just, I need to ease off. So I I slowed down. I took out the second one. Me and me and Tom did that one. Slowed it down. Felt much better. So that was 23 seconds slowed in the first rep. Uh, 10:47. And again, afterwards, we worked out that that was maybe about five tens, um, but that's pretty comfortable. So uh, that kind of told me that um, five tens is probably the safe bet and probably quite realistic for Sunday's race. Um, and then when we went back on the track, rather we didn't do four hundreds in the end. We did two uh, hundreds because I don't think any of us felt particularly great. Um, first one was thirty seven, so. We just got bored, so we just made each one quicker. Just we just thought we'd see if we can go a second quick on each one, and we did. We succeeded. So we went 37, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32. Um, that, right first, that first 200 is incredible. <laughs> Honestly, <my> thought pace. <laughs> we were like, oh, shit. But it didn't really matter too much. Um, I actually felt pretty good from doing that at the end. There's no specific reason to it other than we were like, do you reckon we can get each one a second quicker? So we tried it and we did it. Um, Wednesday, 10-mile recovery, 7-10s, as Josh had on his week. Uh, I mean, I didn't wait all day. I think I might have done it in the evening, but it was raining the whole run. It was miserable and horrible. Uh, Thursday, wanted to do 7-7 seven and seven again, 7 miles in the morning, 7 in the evening. So in the morning, I did a dog jog. Went to the West Common, um, ended up doing seven and a half miles. Uh, first time I've run with a dog in a while. In the afternoon, stroke evening, I uh, went around f- before uh, before winning club. I wanted to do seven, but my belly was hurting again. I think I just ran too close to having food. So I ended up cutting it at 4.6 because I, I didn't want to poo myself in public. Um, and then we had coaching in the evening, and I was a bit grumpy because you know, when like you need toilet but you don't know to go in, and your belly really, really hurts, it was like that. Didn't enjoy it every single week. Shane, back fail, carry on. <laughs> well, I, I think this is all hangover related, though. Like, obviously, I got my long run done on that Sunday, but I don't, I didn't particularly look after myself very well after that. I couldn't really eat much. Um, I I just didn't really refuel properly and hydrate. And I, I think it's, let's be honest, I think when my belly goes on these runs, it seems to be for no reason. I think it's all linked in with hydration. Um, so, well, I say I need to be better at that, but really I just need to stop uh, stop having hangovers. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, Friday, again, it's, I was a, I was a bit undecided what to do. Because again, I wanted to keep volume reasonably high, but I didn't actually feel particularly good on Friday. So I saw that I was still still trying to keep volume reasonably high. So we did 10 miles and we just threw in some like uh I've done this before, some like 20 second surges, um, almost like extended strides, like off a minute 40 off. So rather than stop, we just did that. I, I mean quick quick off a five minutes. 
train signals could drop down. Josh. Yeah. Sound solid game. Good session. <laughs> Shay, stop talking. You're broken. My back. Can you hear me? No, you're picking. I'm not. I'm, I'm back. Have you not paid the meter in the air, Mike? Say, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you don't live in Lincolnshire. He's not put his, he's not put his penny in his lucky meter. <laughs> well, when Shane comes back, he could potentially finish his week. <laughs> oh, he is. I can see you now. Shane, speak. Fuck. Yeah. Speak. Hello. Have you, right. have you been streaming yeah, um... or while you've been speaking or something? No, internet's been crap, but what was weird is I could hear you both the whole time when you couldn't hear me. Okay. So, I don't know where you got to, but carry on. I don't know where I got to either. That I got to... It was on Friday, wasn't I? Yeah, let's say that. Oh, well, Friday. Uh, <laughs> easy run, did 10 miles with some 20-second surges. Um, I'll summarise what I said in detail. They were too slow, but doesn't matter. Couldn't be asked. I don't. I don't necessarily think like surges like that. It can be not necessarily too slow, but I think it's just just getting your legs moving. Well, yeah, yeah. That was that. You are. Do you know what right. I mean? It's... Yeah, like it. It doesn't really matter, does it? Just yeah, exactly. Expected to move quicker, but it's on shit pavements and and whatnot. Um, Saturday, I did a, again a bit of a Josh. I kind of put it off most of the day and ended up taking the dog out again so the dog jog so he was on the harness for a little bit hence the slightly quicker pace um to the comment and he was very funny on the run my dog because he was like running in and around all the horses winding them up um and he went into full cocker spaniel mode which meant on the run home he looked like a really well-trained dog because he was running by my side because he was absolutely fucked sunday uh Oh, I was going to do strides as well, but uh, it got rained on. I was cold, so I didn't bother. Um, So, Sunday, Great Eastern Half Marathon. Um, Yeah, to be honest, I was I was in a pretty solid mood for this. Um, I was actually quite excited to race again, and I knew the race, it wasn't going to be like I was going to be isolated and dropped. I knew there'd be a fairly decent group of people there. Um, so I was quite looking forward to it. It was fucking freezing. Can I, um, can I ask a question before you talk about the race? Yes. Was there any chance that you were late on arrival? No. no I don't know. I, well, I, I've got Shane on Find My Friends. And I happened, you know, I knew it was a half 10 start. And I thought... Have a look on Find My Friends just after nine. And he's still only come past Grantham. And I was like, he's got another 35 minutes. Like, you must have arrived less than an hour before the race. Yeah, probably. Which is uh, fine. Well, okay. yes, we, we probably were. But, I mean, us being us didn't really... I mean, normally you can park right at the start, can't you? No, never. Not anywhere. No. <laughs> oh, the last, the last two times I've done it, well, one was the bomb scare year. But the last yeah. two times I went to do it, we've we've parked right in front of the main building. We had passes, didn't we? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, we had special passes. But 
well, you couldn't actually get there this time because all the roads were shut really early. Yeah. So we ended up parking near the bus station and sort of walking. And then we ended up parking near the bus station, walking down. And by the time we got there, we're like, oh, shit, we're about to warm up because it was, I think we started our warm-up jog a bit late. Anyway, uh, it was cold. But yeah, it was very, very cold. So I'm pleased I took the arm warmers. I also ran in my, the Vaporfly 3s. Um, and actually, I forgot to say, I ran in them on uh, Tuesday session as well. I quite like them. Really like them. I actually think they're better than the 2s. Good. So, um, yeah. So, the, so the race. Um, I actually, I mean, I'll, I'll talk through some splits that I did, but I mean, I'm speaking retrospectively because I, I didn't actually look at my watch once. My tactic was stay in the group as long as possible. Um, it was really windy on that first half, so I just tried to keep out of the wind as much as I could. Let other lads do some work. I just want to caveat a couple of the really windy it was it was windy uh it was oh, what well, it was breezy like it was it was meant to be a still day and i'll come to mine i went for a run it it felt like one of those continuous winds but for lincolnshire it wasn't really windy shane you i was gonna say shane, we're in, we're in Cambridge, I, did race, I did race on the seafront <laughs> yeah true well i think it was more I mean, yeah, we got there, and again, it was actually quite still driving down. And when we got there, it was reasonably still. And then when we started walking to the car, uh, sorry, from the car to start, like, oh, I was a bit windy. And when we jogged, it was like, yeah, it was windy. But I, I don't know. It's, yeah, maybe really windy was the wrong description, but it it, it didn't really bother me. It's it's a half marathon. Like, you, you're going to have to deal with this sort of stuff anyway. So I was just kind of like, it is what it is. I'm going to race accordingly to the conditions um i had no intention of looking at a watch i was was running the whole thing on feel so i just tried to make sure of over that first half i was thinking well and then in the the warm-up we're working out it's going to be a headwind basically on the way out and the backwind on the way back which is how you'd want it if you were going to have it um so i tried to tuck in keep sort of out of trouble in that group um it started breaking up a little bit after maybe four miles and I was just like, and some people in the group were sort of dropping off and then surging. So I made sure I closed the gap and it sort of broke away a little bit into five, six miles. So there's me, uh, Isaac, Ellard, Tom, Straw, Joe Wilkinson. And uh, we, so yeah, we started gapping and we couldn't hear the people behind. So I was kind of like quite happy, but I felt pretty relaxed in my body. My legs were just struggling a bit. And but Isaac was like, looked really comfortable running, but was absolutely blowing. I was like, nah, I've got to stay longer. I I, I kind of knew Tom and Joe were going to beat me. But I was just trying to stay with them as long as possible. And you never know if they're on an off day and I'm on a good day, I might be able to beat them. They ended up dropping me probably. Isaac dropped off first, and then almost maybe 20 seconds later, I started dropping too. Uh, it looked like Joe sort of picked up. So looking at splits afterwards, we started quite slow. And then Joe started dropping like some, quite a few sub five minute miles, I think after halfway. And um, I just, I just couldn't deal with it. Um, and I think we'd, I'd even dropped a couple of sub fives bef- like in the first half of the race. And I'm, I'm just, I just wasn't ready for that at all. 
which kind of meant I was on my own from like eight miles, getting absolutely hunted down, which at the time I thought was by Isaac Ellard. And I could just hear, he had a lot of support on the course. I could just hear the shouts getting like louder. And I was hanging. Every time we hit an incline, smallest incline, I like went backwards. Every time with a tiny bit of wind, I went backwards. I was on proper edge. Um, the good news is I didn't really get a stitch or, you know, not the stitch that I've been struggling with. So I was quite happy about that. But that course, the last two miles of that course was so shit. There were so many twists and turns and I was getting Marty again. There's a, there's a picture of me actually of one of the photographers. I had to ask him to tell me where to go because we were running in third. I was hanging. You, I, I couldn't see second or lead car or anything. And they start banging in loads of sharp corners. With no... Have you seen this last few miles, Josh? No. No, I've not seen it. You, get, you know, you get down to the old passport, the, the, the main roundabout. We used to. Let, let, let me open. And you used me. to go down that straight road and then turn left back towards the track, right? Yeah. Now, you, you go in at the roundabout to where the old passport office is, and then it loops you around the cathedral grounds. It it was absolutely awful. And this I had this lad from Hallamshire just chasing me down, chasing me down. And honestly, I looked down at my watch. It was the first time I looked at my watch at 12 and a half miles just to see how much of this I had left. And if he'd caught me then, I'd have been like, You can have it, mate, it's yours. I was in I was so mardy. And the sun was quite low. So we're going to the corners, and even when there was marshals on the corners, you're basically going into the corner like blind so you can't see so i'm looking out for these big arrows to say which way i'm going and fair enough the marshals are there putting the hands up nice one but you don't know until you're in the corner which way you're going and i was, I was getting so angry on i think where it gets difficult is that obviously they, they do these races for the masses and when you're maybe running at a lesser pace and and sometimes a lesser effort even though they probably some of them do run at a hard effort as well i'm not saying they don't those corners are a bit easier to navigate. What they don't appreciate is people running into them at five minute miles on the red line at the end of a race. It's yeah, and and as well, it's just it's just for me. I get that, and and of course, as a course, they like they make it for them. That's no problem. But it's more just I didn't I, I can't see anyone. The benefit of being further back is you see people in front of you which way to go in. And I just didn't know what way I was going. And I was just, I mean, I was more getting angry as well because, yeah, I'm on the red line and I, I did, I wanted as little as possible to perturb me. And I was absolutely like, just, I was just waiting to get caught and I was mardy about it. Um, But I think like they, they tried to, obviously, because the course was short last year, whatever the excuse was, it was short, they cocked up. And this year, I think they tried their best to make sure that didn't happen. So, so fair enough, it, it didn't happen. Um. They were very keen afterwards about asking us what we all got on our watches. And so obviously they're trying to avoid what happened. Look, I'm not saying the course was long, but the course was long. Nah, it, it might have been, it might not have been. It is what it is. What? But anyway. Why do you think, why do you think that? Um, Because everybody got it long. It's like when everybody yeah, gets short. Most races are a little bit long. Well, they, they are, which is fine. Um, My watch is probably, the shortest i've seen so far but my only concern is when you know when you when you're going in and out around all the cathedral 
Um, it doesn't look like I'm taking corners. So it, longer than your watch says. I, I wonder if it was. And the only other thing with that as well. So, but again, the 10 mile marker might have been out because you said last week, who can run a faster 10 miles, me or Josh? Even though I wasn't looking at my watch, I split it. I pressed my split button at, at when I went through the 10 mile sign. And afterwards, I looked at that and it was 50 38. I think, which I was quite happy with. But again, yeah, on my watch, according, like, it was 9.94. Um, on all the other lads' watch, it was bang on 10. So, like, look, it, put it this way, the race wasn't short, which is fine. And do you know what? I ran a 67.44, and that's exactly where I thought I was going to be. Um, and I did 10 miles quicker than I thought I could do 10 miles. So I'm quite happy with it. I I think they were they they were saying the organizers were saying that next year they're going to try and make the finish better. I th I wonder whether they just kind of like didn't have many options for them to sort of change the course on better surface. So it's not necessarily a, a criticism. Organizers have to do what they got to do. Um, it wasn't ideal for finishing a half marathon when you're hanging when you're trying to run fast. So the but basically last year. Well, that roundabout, you just go straight down the road like you used to. Then yeah. last year, you turned left and did an out and back, which the out and back, I know was the issue. I know they've they've said it that wasn't it. But interestingly, the bit they said was the issue they've kept kept in still. So that's obviously yeah ridiculous. But anyway, um, yeah, I think the only way they can is just trying to smooth out that last couple you know because the rest of the race is pretty there's not really much else you can do with it because you go on the biggest loop you can really but you go to Warrington and you can't go any further yeah and I mean the first the very the first time I did it um you're running under underpasses and passageways and stuff so it was a lot better than that a lot yeah, better yeah. so um yeah it's good to see that and and again yeah, I was quite I was really happy with my performance to be honest um if you told me third before the race I would have been yeah, dead chuffed with that. So I was happy to come third. It was a hard way to run it. And I couldn't help but think, I don't want to do a marathon. <laughs> um, So I got a bit of practice of having to man up a little bit there. And I uh, held off on for third place. 67.48, you say? 44 on the result. 67.44 on a, you know, not ideal day, not running it as ideal as you wanted to. As we've seen, what did all the Charlie Perdue will come to Cali later? 68, they ran 222, Shane. No excuses. Yeah, but women are well hard and I'm soft, so... That's true. Although... I've just got one question, just looking on Strava. Yeah, you oh. asked that question because I was about to dig myself a hole, so you carry on. Um, did Ronnie get lost on the 10th mile? <laughs> <laughs> um... He he got dropped. He got dropped big time. Oh, I can say I'm not surprised. <laughs> he, um... Who by who did he get dropped by? The 90 minute pacer. <laughs> he he probably shouldn't have ran. He's quite poorly. Um, I wasn't going to complain because he gave us a lift. So, uh, I'll take that. Uh, I'm I'm to be honest. I'm surprised he finished. I'm actually surprised he broke 70. And he even led some in the early stages. So I'm very surprised he held it together that well. What was the mileage for the week? 80. 
So I was quite happy with that. Solid. Right. Um, I'll try my best to quickly run through my week. There was a lot of, lot of running going on, so I'll try and go through it. Uh, Monday morning, got out. So I'd done that big day the day before. Did 10 miles, 706s, so felt better than expected. So that was was all good. Just did that Monday. Tuesday, went out for nearly 75 minutes, did 10.6 miles at seven-minute miling. Um, and on, on both those, I would say feeling better than I thought I would. I, I have been wearing the super blast on all of these and i'll come to those later and they just they just feel so much better than me running in invincibles that i had been doing so maybe that's to do with probably you feel a bit more poppy in your legs you're not sort of sinking into the ground and getting nothing back which i was kind of experiencing in, in the invincibles um tuesday afternoon i wanted to test out to see if the cricket pitch was still available for use for the Wednesday session. It was not suitable. The grass, the football pitches are in there. The cricket pitch line has gone pretty much. I could still see it, so I could still run around it, but the the grass wasn't ideal. And they played, because it's been a bit wet, they played at the weekend and cut up a lot of it. So I was like, this isn't, gonna I want to run 2400 the next day I was like this is not going to be suitable for flats I'd have to wear spikes and then it'd be soft so I needed six miles 647s 40 minutes felt good um so Wednesday I went to my secondary cricket pitch up just up the road so this little cricket pitch is only up just over 300 meters inside the fence but I've done 400s there before and you do a lap and a quarter. So you start at a tree and you finish at the scoreboard. And I, I measured it again on a couple of the warm-up laps and it always seemed to come out at pretty much 400. So I just used that. Um, so did 5K warm-up-ish. I mean, the loops, as you can see, are debatable. Then the session, as I say, was 2,400, but I did it as the the points that I'd marked out. And I think some of the early reps, when I looked at it on afterwards, the first rep was 0.22 miles, but then later on, the, everything was pretty much bang on 400, so just 0.24. So I think my watch lost signal in the first one. But anyway, session was 20 by 400 off 45 to 60 seconds. I looped back to the start and it was roughly 55 seconds looking at my splits. And pretty much when I look at the splits, I ran either 72s or 71s for about 16 of them. The other four were 70s. The last one was just at 69. So pretty consistent and i mean the ground there is phenomenal so i was wearing uh vapor fly so it's it's actually there's a, there was a bit of a breeze but it's there's 
a slight hill in it, but it's pretty pretty decent running to be honest. And I where the slight hill is, of course, the last quarter is the extra downhill, so I get the benefit of that. But good good to finish with a sixty-nine though. <laughs> always good that, Josh. Um the the recovery did seem to bite quite early. I got about six or seven in and thought, I'm not sure I could do 20 here, but got it done. Um, so that was decent. 15 minutes cool down, went home. I thought, I'm onto a solid week here. Wednesday, I had Eliza. I knew I had Eliza in the evening. Still didn't run the day. A bit like Josh, didn't run the day. And then my only option was to go on the treadmill at eight o'clock. I went into the, so I nearly didn't do it. And then I said, we'll just go do five miles. And then I basically tricked myself to watch another episode of whatever I was watching on Netflix, just to keep it going. And I actually got to 85 minutes at seven minute miling. So 12.3 miles, hour 26. So pleased that I got that done. And was like, don't do that again. But the next day, I I had a bit of help here because um, Jenny's mum, when we got, I think, was this Thursday, we picked up a lot. No, Jenny's mum had, had Eliza on Thursday. And I asked if she'd stay a bit longer so I could go run on the treadmill. And I had three by 5K to do. So, yes, I could have run outside, but I would have had to run from my door. And I don't really have anywhere suitable in the... I couldn't really bother to think about it. So I jumped on the treadmill. Session was three by 5K off a K. So I did 5K warm-up. And then for the 5K efforts, I stuck it on 320 per K. It might be a bit generous. And I just kept it at that. And the K's off, I ran at 350. So, um, they didn't feel that strained in terms of effort. In terms of boredom, it was up there with probably the most bored I've been on a run. You know, it just, I thought I'd been running ages and I was like, I'm only 2K in. I just had to stop looking because it was just, it wasn't going anyway. Because you're not really, when you're running kind of marathon effort for 5K, it's not, it's not hard, but it's not easy, is it? So you sort of need to concentrate. But when you start concentrating, the time seems to take forever. So I just kind of wish I was doing it outside because you sort of distract yourself a bit more with stuff happening. But anyway, um, got that done. So that's 16 miles on, on Thursday in the end. Um, Friday, I just clicked off it. I ran in the morning with... oh. So, Friday, Thursday night. So I come out of the the garage, and I I had loads of stuff in my hand. I put my laptop on the bin store, my MacBook, and turned around, closed the garage. My cat came towards me, so distracted me. I let him in the gate, and I went in the house. Next morning, wake up for a run with James. So Friday morning was 40 mile per hour winds and it'd been raining all night. Go to the car. What's that on the bin store? 
my back was sat on the bin store all night. So it's working because I'm on it now, but I left it for 72 hours and it's fine. So well done, MacBook. You survived. So Friday morning was pretty grim. I met James down at the Meadows. We did seven miles, even though my straps is 6, 6.97, 7.30 pace. My legs were not feeling this. So um, we, we kind of avoided the wind, but all good. Saturday, I I needed to do my long run on Saturday because Jenny was going away. I say going away. She went to watch S Club 7 in Sheffield. Oh, not even S Club 7 anymore, is it? That's pretty bad to say. S Club. Um, so is it not S Club 6? I don't know how many are in it. But yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so Jenny needed to leave at 11. And I wanted to do 25 miles or two hours 45. I woke up a bit later than planned. And then started to talk myself out of it and i said to jenny i was like what time are you going to be back tomorrow and she said about midday i was like i'll just do this uh yeah no idea if we've lost the first half of this podcast after saying my macbook was working it just turned off and it couldn't have been better timing actually yeah on my work laptop now which i can't log into strava because my facebook was hacked a week and a half ago and I always use Facebook to log into Strava. So I can't get into Strava. So I'm going to have to do this now from memory. Oh, actually, I've got my phone. Right. I was talking about Saturday's 25 miler. I wanted to get out a bit steadier. Obviously on my own. Yeah, I got rolling quite early on. I started downhill. Things I like to hear. With a 6.37. And yeah, kept it pretty much, well under 630s because I averaged 627 for 25.2 miles. I I had a little bit of wind, I think. What do you eat? Now, mate. <laughs> there, was, there was some wind in my face between smell. about 9, 9 and 13. And... I did a lot of this, Josh, on the Stamford 30k course, so it's pretty rolling. So I did yeah. a few hills. I think what well, I hit nearly a thousand feet in the 25 miles, so undulating. Um, and I kept expecting it to get a little bit hard, and it didn't. I was really surprised at Honestly. how the super blasts felt. Like as I said earlier, they just yeah, it just felt like a long run shoe, what I wanted them to feel like, like solid, responsive, and still cushioned. So, so yeah, really pleased with, with how that went. Um, and even sort of miles 24, 25, hit 617, 618. So, wasn't really fatiguing because I was picking up. Um, so, yeah. Pleased how that went, especially after a Tuesday and a Thursday session. So three pretty solid runs in four days. Um, Sunday, I had to run when Jenny got home, which was half 12. So I ran at 10 to 1. 
again expecting my legs to be a bit a bit sort of tired but I sort of didn't I didn't have back where the first half you go uphill from about three miles to to sort of five but was averaging sevens and then just came back a bit so around 10 miles 653s in the end well actually around 10.2 miles at 653s problem was i stood in my driveway sync my watch saw that i was on 99.75 miles the week and thought there's only one thing to do i'm not having that this week right so i thought about doing strides and then i just did 0.3 miles at 613 pace around the block (laughs) and got myself up to a 100 mile week so first 100 mile week in a long time um three decent runs and starting to like easy runs are starting to feel easy and covering some ground well i'm I'm pleased you're making progress um but you're a gimp for doing the loop of the block well, yeah especially nah. when I, mo- I moaned about it a few weeks ago about why you <laughs> <to> do it <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and your trace looked long mate as well so i don't think you were hit 100 mile weeks <laughs> oh it was oh, it's definitely definitely right don't don't you worry about that um yeah, because Martin Williams, I think, commented uh, saying, uh, at least on this week's podcast, you can put yourself forward for Strava round of the week. I hope your family can forgive you in time. <laughs> the, fact, the fact was they weren't there when I got back. So I was worried at that point that they <laughs> disowned me. But one of them is back. Anyway, on my week, done. Uh, Strava leaderboard, Josh, have you got it? Because I, I have indeed, and I could have predicted this one. So, but still at the top, Jake Barraclough, one hundred thirty-one. Mister Sesman is second, one hundred thirty, and Jasper down in third, one hundred twenty-seven point five. Then where do, also, where do I come? Um, I'm going to give you. An, uh, I'm going to give you a mature answer. Your you come 16th. What? 16th of 100 mile week? Yeah. Dan Dan Nash didn't do a, an Aaron Scott. He he was very strong in his 99.5. Um, then top three ladies, we have top again, um, Jade Morgan, 78.9. In second place, Anya Culling, 78.3. She has a verified badge on her Strava. Interesting. Uh, and Lara Bromelo, 76.1. There we go. Solid. Average, um, average pace, Mr. Hamilton, 71.9. He does have the advantage. He banged out a marathon, which dropped it down. So he averaged 552s for the week. How many miles did he do last week? 71.6. Okay. Uh, next is Mr. Ellard, 7, 65.3, 609s. Just pip me. So yeah, there you go. That's Strava leaderboard. One thousand two hundred thirty-five members this week uh, at the moment. All right, it's going up. Right, mm-hmm. let's go. We'll skip uh, list of questions because we've been going on for just, just for a change. <laughs> well, I yeah. Anyway, news. 
first bit of news uh titus ikuru has been banned for 10 years so yeah, but that's a big one isn't it because he's 31 yeah that's a, that's a gg's good night yeah um he's the sixth fastest marathon runner of all time he's tested positive twice um after winning milan in abu dhabi in 2021 um he enlisted the help of a senior doctor to supply banned products in order to manipulate hospital records to explain his visits and justify an injection that had never been recorded. Um, so, yeah, 10 years. I think the worrying thing about that is the part of the doctor. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Next bit of news. Bikili. So... Bikili has parted ways with the NM running team after more than two decades of running under under them and and the Nike um, brand. He's now penned a new contract with Chinese brand Anta. Have you ever heard of Anta? No. Also, no. I would like to see how much he signed for. Because there's the, the other Chinese company, is it Lining? Leaning, yeah. Leaning. Um, they, they, they were a bit. I only know those because do you remember Steve Robinson always used to buy the twenty pound shoes for them? Well, I've I've had it at a few races now where there's a few Kenyans wearing that the kit. Yeah, yeah, they've um, been they've been snapping up the Kenyans. Yeah, certainly when I went to Rome in March. There was four or five of them all in the in the kit, and I actually saw on Instagram this week they had this shoe, and it looked it's bizarre. It's almost I don't know how to even describe it. There's a big gap in the middle, so you basically got the base there and a gap like that. I mean, I'm I'm showing these two with my hands, so listeners will have no idea what I mean. But when it when it comes out, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Um. Let's go to some actual race results. I think the place to start is McCurdy's Micro Marathon, um, which was just outside New York. Is it back back line, or is that just part of the day? Anyway, it was a multi lap course. I think it was eight and a bit laps or eight laps of this lake. Um, and Callie Fakrae was making her debut there, so she um she took the win. Had surprising. In two twenty two eleven, which was a chip time two twenty two seventeen on the clock, so I'm not quite sure how she lost six seconds unless she was far back in the starting group. It's uh, quite a narrow course, so I think it would have been start far back. Yeah, yeah. So two twenty two eleven will put her on her own as second fastest Brit in history, behind Paula Radcliffe. Two twenty two seventeen is the time that Charlie Pergy ran in berlin um last month so phenomenal debut it actually is the third fastest debut by european in history so sifan hassan has the fastest 218.33 and paula radcliffe next 218.56 so yeah pretty pretty solid um obviously it's a big week for cali she just signed off on a new night contract and it will make the Paris selection very interesting because we've got Callie and, and uh, Charlie Perdue on 222 low. Sam Harrison's making a debut in February. 
no Aid. debut. Oh, she ran four, did she? Wow. She's done a couple. Wow. Let's call it her, debut. Her debut in 2024. You call you call it debut when you run a second or third. <laughs> um and then Ailish McColgan potentially will be lining up for one before then. Um, potentially Jess Piasecki. Yeah, Jess Piasecki. So and and obviously um Rose Harvey from the other week, two twenty three, is already you know, on the board, I th- it's it's like it's likely that you could have to run two twenty two to to make the team the women's team, which is which wow. is phenom- a phenomenal turnaround from a few years ago when it was kind of two twenty eight, wasn't it? Mm. So, so yeah, really exciting on the women's side of of the marathon. Um, whether we'll get men to the same level, we will see. Well, you two said you wanted to run two twenty two, so we should be all right. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Uh Yorkshire we'll go to Yorkshire quickly first, um, as it was a home marathon. Melissa Gibson took the win in two forty forty. A listener and my athlete Hannah took second in two forty three fifteen, which is impressive after the build up she's had. Uh Jenny Blizzard was third. On the men's side, Joe Sager took the win in 224.10. He looked like he ran it pretty progressively from what I saw on Strava. So, solid run from Joe. Uh, Gary Briscoe, 226. And Mo Abshir was third. Amsterdam. So, Ethiopia's Meseret Belletti and Kenya's Joshua Bellet were, um, were the winners in Amsterdam. Uh Belletti ran 218.21 and Belletti 204.18. I actually managed to watch this on a stream on Eurosport 2. And Belletti put a big move in. And at one point, a few miles ago, he started to slow. And you wondered if they were going to catch him, but they didn't get quite there. What was more interesting for me watching, watching the stream was the lead... Uh, Dutch lady who I've forgotten her name was running with a pack of probably about 15 people one of which was Elliot Hind who's a, a listener and race organiser runs for Marshall Milton Keynes um, and I spoke to Elliot briefly afterwards and he said to his family oh don't bother trying to watch a stream because you're not going to see anything of me you saw him for probably about half an hour of coverage because um, because they kept showing this this lead uh, Dutch lady. Anyway, he, he ended up running 2.26.18, which is a big PB for him. So, Yeah, good run from good run for a minute. Oh, um, just it says I've been signed out. I'm still here. My other laptops come on. We will continue. I'll, I'll take over. We'll continue. The main, the, um, the main event of yes. Amsterdam and the weekend and my week was Mr. Dan Hamilton. So, as I've probably mentioned before, he is a guy I've sort of been running with quite a lot this year. Um, he joined the Bob Project. So, yeah, Rob uh, Hawkins coaches him. 
and he was debuting at Amsterdam. So if you ever want to see how to pace a marathon, look at Dan's splits. Other than the first 5K, which he ran 317s, every single split after was 316s. But that that show that shows I I think that's average pace, Josh. I think it's just the average pace. Really? Yeah. Um uh, okay. yeah. Well, I'll take he, that he, he did run a, a slightly slower, I think 30 to 35, but it was very, very marginal. Um it confused me as well when I saw it. I kept thinking that's a well that I've actually calculated them. But I thought how sensibly he ran it, running that first 5k slower. And I think that shows set you know a sensible head on his on his shoulders, which should bode him well future future races. Again, because the lead female caught almost caught him at about 20-ish miles, was it? Um, you actually saw quite a bit of of Dan. And it looked like he'd started to slow, but I think he got a burst of energy when the lead female caught him. I don't know if you would, um, can repeat the words that he said to you, but um, <laughs> he 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 didn't want to be beaten, put it that way. So yeah, but yeah, his splits he ran he split sixty nine oh five and ran two seventeen fifty nine, which funnily enough equals my PB. Yeah, which that you, was most... you you couldn't do if you tried. I ch- I commented on his Strava saying he could have could have dipped surely. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, really, really pleased with Dan. That's a really good debut. No, yeah, I mean it's a very impressive debut, and um, yeah, again, if somebody wants to see more 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 of Josh's crazy training, go look at Dan Hamilton's Strava, and you can see some monster sessions in there. Um, uh, Tracy Barlow also ran two thirty eight. Um, not sure how pleased she'll be with that, but she may be depending on where she's she's at. Um, Great South, we've mentioned Josh's run, but Zach Mohammed took the win in forty six forty one, which is joint seventh on the UK all time list. Um, interestingly, only Emil Caress and Mo Farah have run faster in the last twenty five years. Uh, interestingly as well well not interestingly but the bit that i think the most impressive thing about that i mentioned it to you aaron but is if you look at his splits five to 15k i think he, i worked it out he ran a 28 35 10k mm. oh, solo it's pretty good incredible although race of the day for me was second place is jacob allen yeah uh, 47 13 for for jacob you know beating omar ahmed who was third and 47 31 um beating Mark Scott. You know, there's plenty of people that he... And he ran Adam it... Hawkins. He ran it pretty sensibly as well. He seemed to pick up at the right times. Um, you know, for he's a full-time teacher, right? Yeah. So he's now in the top 25 in British history for 47-13. So, incredible run. As Josh said, Callum Hawkins returned 47-43. Mark Scott forty eight oh nine and Jake Smith continued his comeback with a forty eight thirty. Mister, um, I I thought this was probably second best run of the day actually. Ben Bradley, he ran forty eight yeah. flat and annoyingly on his watch he got forty seven fifty nine. He'd be a bit pissed, but there yeah. we go. No, another very good run. Um, in the women's race, Lily Partridge, um, took the win in fifty four oh four. Second place. 
strong run from Hannah Irwin. She moved from fourth to second in the last K to come second in 54.30. And Amelia Quirk was third in 54.37. Um, that's that's probably about it from the from the great South. It wasn't on TV this year, so I couldn't find any coverage. Yeah, they announced, uh, or they said it in the race conference, apparently the great run uh, company don't consider it as an elite event anymore. Okay. So it's not on TV. Okay. Obviously, like, as the elite organisers, they want to get it back on there. So, yeah, bit of a shame, but there we go. Well, I think some of the times this year would have helped. So hopefully next year. Um, down in Twickenham, the Cabbage Patch 10, Dylan Evans took the win in 48-42 and Steph 12-55-44. Half marathon-wise, let's start in Manchester. Jack Rowe took the win there in... It says 62.40. I thought it was quicker. Was it like 61.40? No, 62. Oh, it's 62 for you. Oh, maybe his PB was quicker, wasn't it? 61. Um, Andy Hayes, second, 64.40. In the women's race, Lauren McNeil ran 70.01, which improved her PB by a minute. Uh, Andy Hayes' wife, Lauren Hayes, finished second, also finished second in 71.22, which is a, a big PB for Lauren. Um, so... She continues her post-baby PB progression. Bath half. Uh, I've got the winners here. Johnny Escalante, Escalante Phillips took the win in 64-25. Um, in the women's race, Philippa Williams took the win in 73-05. Did I see Adam Clark? Was it Adam Clark on the here? Yeah, I gave him some shit this morning, actually. He posted us a video of Charlie doing a session on the treadmill and I said, should have dropped him on Sunday. Yeah. Apparently he did, uh, he actually stopped and walked for a bit and said, actually, I've got to finish because I'll get too much shit for it. So he carried on and finished. Fair, so, fair play to him for that. Yeah. Um, in Peterborough, Joe Wilkinson took the win in 66-23 uh, from Tim Straw in 66-57 um, and Sean Robson was third in the women's race Mabel, Mabel Beckett took the win in 77-05 um, the only other race I've got here is to, uh, shorter distances wise and talking of short distances Cambridge 10k um, Cambridgeshire has a bit of a habit of not really being able to measure courses and as it was at Peterborough this weekend Cambridge thought they'd take that mantle and and then Cambridge 9.8k John Miller took the win in 29.26 Maddie Jordan Lee took the win in 33.31 um you know if this course was legit which I'm I'm doubting um based on having seen people's Stravas who I don't think I saw well I did see one most was 6.1 or 6.09 the one person's whose was long was Chris Darling got it 6.3 um so not he, quite, did, he did a bit of refereeing before the start though must have done now if the results are accurate and maybe they are maybe I'm wrong but maybe I'm not um I will give a shout out to Adrian Musset now, I'm just trying to get the actual results up. So, Adrian, 
is now 50 to 59. He ran 30, 38. Um, I've raced Adrian a few times in the past and he's pretty consistently around 31 and a half minutes, 31, 50. So I don't think he's broke broken 31 in, in about, well, probably 15 or so years. He has ran 29 in his, his younger days, but, you know, if that's right, and I don't know, um, I'm just going to try and while we're talking, let's have a look at Adrian's power of 10 to see whereabouts on that scale, age scale he sits. Um, so he's, yeah, so he, I think he is 50. That must be pretty close to some sort of record for a vet 50, surely 30, 38. Probably be all of us at the minute. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's the results roundup. Um, what one one thing you missed, and actually, it's not almost the results. Surrey League cross country. So, the res- results are less important. What is important is I was in. I went to Tracksmith on Thursday last week, and Jack, the the shop manager, informed me that there is a fantasy cross-country league for the Surrey League which I've now been involved in and it's amazing to be honest someone has done a lot of uh a lot of research and a lot spent a lot of time um so I'm certainly not winning after the first week but I've got some gems in my team so specifically in the women's I'm doing quite well so I've got Kate Axford and Georgie Gretsch in uh in my team so they got me first and second Men, men, I was struggling a little bit more, but really good. Um, it's on Facebook, so if anybody is interested in joining, you've missed the first week, but you can uh, you can join. I think any time really get uh, through it. So I think it's Fan Fanta XC. Uh, I would read my team name out, but it's probably not appropriate. All right. Um, drop me a link and I'll stick it in the show notes, maybe. Yeah, um, I will do. But yeah, very good. Even if even if you don't don't want to get team in, it's it's quite good to just uh observe. Um good, good. Right. It's it's nearly ten to ten cowboy time. Um time for us all to go to bed. So before we do, what's happening in your life next week, Josh? Um, oh, one thing I've actually two things actually I've missed. I was going to say oh, a little bit late. He's got plenty to talk about tonight, hasn't he? Um, um, yeah, I'm full full of info tonight. One, the two exams I did, I passed both of them. Honestly, it's a miracle. The funny thing is, I thought I'd absolutely nailed my audit exam, and I thought I'd failed financial management. I just scraped a pass and audit, and I got a higher mark on financial management. So then, that's quite quite you- amusing. Can you call yourself a like qualified bookkeeper now? Is that what <laughs> one more exam and I'm part qualified accountant? So I've got a few more, but I'm ticking them off nicely. Is that, um, is that, is that what they call chartered? I will be when I'm fully qualified. Okay. So I've done five exams in the last year, so I've got five more. So another yeah. year should be there. You get that chartered account, you get the big bucks, don't you? Hopefully, that's the plan. Um, and the second thing is I've got a new favourite shoe. And the big news is it isn't Nike. So Andy Davis, well, to be fair, a few people, but Andy Davis was the protagonist for this. 
Uh, Rob, obviously Callum runs for New Balance, uh, sort of backs it up. And it's the New Balance 1080 version 13. It is a pricey little devil, but I would say it's worth every penny. So I ran in it yesterday and I ran in it tonight. It comes up half a size smaller than what I would say the equivalent is in a Nike shoe. But um, so, yeah, if you if you do buy it and I, I paid for this myself, this is not a gift. Well, that bullshit. Um, it, I, if you do get it, get half a size bigger. But I would strongly, strongly recommend um, you'll see my weeks so that next week when we come to I don't want to spoil it now, but I wasn't jogging tonight. Let's put it that way. And I felt fantastic. Good. I'm glad you've realised Nike is not the be-all and end-all. Um, but yeah, am I doing anything this week? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I've just gone on. I've just gone on sports shoes, and there's ten percent off at the moment on sports shoes. Ten aw two more pairs of them. Then. Um, so get yourself ten percent off on sports shoes on those shoes. Um, Shane, you up to anything next week? No. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I might be moving house. Oh yeah, you did say that. So hopefully that happens. Um, and um, oh uh, yeah, anyone local? Um, I am the run director for Doddington Hill Apartment this week. Please volunteer because I can't be asked to. Have you seen the weather? I have seen the weather, and every time I am RD, it's fucking horrendous weather. So I'm not <laughs> surprised. Oh, uh, this. This week, it's not even funny. Josh, Josh gets it worse down the southwest, but I can't. Brilliant. I've got a nice 12 mile hilly run on Saturday and 20 miles on Sunday. That'll be enjoyable. I think it's better by then, but it's over the next few days. I can't remember what the storm's called. It's on its way into southwest. Now. Um, what are you doing, Aaron? What am I doing? Good question. I will be doing a long run session on Sunday. Um, I think I'm doing seven by three k actually. I think. Oh, we've got some targets to chase off a of K float. Yep. Hoping the rest of the week goes smoothly. It's I've I've had a lot of issues. Just I've got issues anyway, but I've had a lot of issues this past week. For as I said, my Facebook got hacked. Facebook do not make it easy for you to get a hacked account back. My Facebook account's obviously linked linked to my work account and our ad accounts. They are all gone. So my social person hasn't been able to do any work this week because Facebook just are useless. Um, Instagram, however, you can get back in an hour. Facebook, 10 days in, about 27 phone calls and I'm still waiting. Then secondly, my coffee machine broke. So, oh, no, that is bad news. But anyway, I phoned John Lewis because that's who I bought, bought it through. And you have a John Lewis guarantee. Every time you phone John Lewis, they say, I've just broke Eliza up. Why <laughs> do they say that? that for? I was shouting too much. Who's um, John Lewis and why is he waking your door? <laughs> so John Lewis um, don't like to act on their guarantee. So I have to, every time, my favourite line is, Shall I read it to you? Then I read it to them and say, the John Lewis guarantee, are you John Lewis? And they're like, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me carry on then. You're such a prick. 
<laughs> but anyway, I haven't got it sorted. So, um, yeah, it's been a fun week. But yeah, Good. that's it. Right. The first half of the podcast did record, so we're, we're in luck. And on that note, we'll conclude the second part of the podcast and see you next week. Yeah, see you there, guys. Thank you.